0: Passed off. That means it's time for another long week, yeah. But oh well. Anyway, this is Beyond the Airways, the Infinity Project, and because it's Monday, that means it's time for the weekend wrap-up and Monday night madness. I'm your I mentioned the own am... life. Oh, I know. <laughs> anyway, um, oh shoot, no, I forgot. <laughs> Alright, now I remember. My, oh my brain's die. like, huh, I'm tired. Let's see, anyway, I'm your host for tonight. I am Oddball Extreme. I'm currently joined on the line by two of my crazy cohorts. First, we have Red Ranger Tim. Good evening to you, sir. Good evening, Madea. We also have our AC magician on the line. Good evening to you, my dear. Hi, everybody. Excuse <clears clears clears throat> <throat> Mil- me. You're fine. We Mil- also in the chat room. iShan will be joining us probably in the next few minutes. But anyway, uh, last night there was some kind of strange event going on down in Florida. I think it's called the uh, the Super Bowl or something like that.
1: Something
0: <laughs> like that. Yeah. And let's see. Um, let's see some of the highlights. The Kansas City Chiefs won first time in fifty years. <laughs> A lot of people were thinking they weren't going to make it after they were down twenty to ten. Then all of a sudden, they scored twenty one points and won it. <laughs> it's like, yay! I'm ha- I'm happy for Kansas City. It was like one thing I'm happy for. As long as it is not Tom Brady and the Patriots again. This <laughs> is like enough already. Let's see. We have yeah. We've awesome. had enough to play, Kate. Yeah. And let's see, what else? Uh, Demi Lovato did a wonderful job with the National Anthem. Uh, A lot of people were saying the halftime show was probably not the most family-friendly halftime show ever. (laughs) according to what I heard, I I never did watch it. In a way, I'm glad I didn't watch it. From what I hear, there were a lot of crotch shots. And Jennifer Lopez on a stripper pole. It's like, okay. I'm glad I didn't watch it. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) But it was a very, very good football game for a change. It was not a blow up by one team. It's like, thank you. Because I think that's what a lot of people were looking for. Okay. One little thing about the halftime
1: show. Sorry, I Uh I forgot to unmute it. Jago bought her daughter on stage to perform with her. They had a bunch of young kids
0: uh-huh. doing the
1: dancing with
0: her. hmm So, that was good. I managed to see a replay of that. Yeah. But a lot of people are not really happy about what they did. Overall. You know what I mean? Yeah. But in a way, I'm glad I didn't watch it. <laughs> well,
1: I didn't watch it either. And... Okay, got a question to ask you guys. For those of you who did watch the Super Bowl, what was your favorite commercial?
0: Favorite commercial? Um, and you can count seeing the commercials online, too. Uh, Jason Momoa in the Rocket Mortgage commercial. <laughs> oh, yeah. He looks weird without hair. Yeah, it was so freaking funny.
1: <laughs> okay, my favorite one that I saw on t v and online was the Mr. Peanut it looks like he's died
0: oh, he's been peanut. reborn
1: <laughs> yeah, he's been reborn, and the baby peanut the man dropped it from the grave the tree came up baby peanut it, you're
0: breaking up ah, damn it, Can you hear me better now? little bit, but you're still cr- you're crackling, is what it is.
1: Okay. Can you understand me enough so I can finish what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. And then the baby peanut, he's born, mm-hmm. and he chatters like a dolphin. And he goes, "Ha ha, just kidding. I'm back." That I, think, was I think they were
0: trying to take advantage. I think they were trying to take advantage of the baby Yoda explosion.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. And then the favorite oh. one that I only saw online was the. Retro Walmart commercial. Uh huh. they have Flash Gordon, Star Wars, Star Trek. Yeah, that was a good one. By the um, Bill and Ted. The uh, the pug. I forget the pug's name from Men in Black, and I, I, I yeah. like the I like the look. The, he lands the car, and okay. the Walmart worker comes up with a blue bag, and he looks. That's all coffee, right? And you hear the worm guys in the back. Coffee, coffee, coffee.
0: Uh-huh, yeah, I saw that. Say, Uh-oh. Spaghetti okay, yo. guys, Guys, keep talking. I've got a caller. I'm going to see if I can try screening it, okay? So keep All talking amongst right. yourselves. Okay.
1: But I don't care for sports that much, and my mom kept trying to get me out to watch it with her, and I was not interested. I'm sorry. Sports never have interested me, but it was good that they won, right?
0: If it's not if it's not basketball or baseball, I don't give a shit. Per okay. Betty White,
1: Hi, your honey badger doesn't give a shit.
0: Not in the least.
1: Well, I'm not a fan of sports unless it's a home team, but I' made an exception yesterday.
0: I mean, I don't even follow football so yeah well, all right we got we, got, we got we have a we have a new person in here. Good evening. Nice, nice, nice.
1: Hello
0: you know what I'm gonna
1: call in okay I'm gonna go ahead and call in. Oh. It'll be easier all
0: right. All right. All right. Okay. So we'll let Janet handle that part, (laughs) which is fine. Oh, yeah. Well, the good news is a lot of the commercials were already released before the Super Bowl, so it's like, I don't even have to worry about the game or the commercials. (laughs) Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, that's right. The Iowa caucus is going on right now. That's true. It's like... Last (laughs) I looked, no... There were no reported uh, results yet. Yeah, that's probably one of the situations I probably won't know till the morning. There she is. Hello. One minute, Janet, you there? Can
1: you, yes. Can you hear me better?
0: Yes. You hear me better?
1: Yes. Oh no, your
0: phone. It's all right. Okay. You hear me? We can, but your your phone is really bad. Ah shit! I don't know which is worse. Hold it. It's right. Th- hold it. It's right right now. All right. Go for it. Okay. I'm more or yeah, less listening. Yeah. Well, your phone your phone's okay right now. Just keep it in that position. Yeah. Okay. I'll try. Okay. Yeah, but so far so good. I going
1: to call Cox in the morning and see what the hell's wrong with the phone.
0: It could be. It may, well, if it, if it isn't Cox, it may actually be the phone itself.
1: This phone is practically brand new.
0: Yeah, so, well, yeah. I just I wasn't there. So don't blame I'm me. It's just not fair. There. Hey! Nope. All right. Well, anyway, why don't we just go ahead and get to the fun part, the box office. Go for after it. All, after all, we got to have some fun.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, nobody under 100 bucks this week, damn it. <laughs> all so, right. What's the lowest? All right. Um, right. I'll get to that. I don't want to reveal it yet. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, number one for the third week in a row is Bad Boys for Life, which is made which made $17.7 million over the weekend.
1: That surprises me because I didn't care too much for the first, first two. Yeah. First one or two movies.
0: Yeah, then uh, 19, 1917 made $9.5 million. Number three movie is Doolittle with $7.6 million. And I'll tell you right now, Doolittle is a flop. How much have they collected? How the uh, total fifty-five. They recouped? Well, the total right now is $55 million. I believe the budget was $175 million. Ouch. Ouch. Yeah. That's, right. That's not that good. Ouch yeah I think Doolittle is officially the first flop of the year yeah oh,
1: my. oh you know what I think the next flop will be what is that dark reimagining of fantasy island
0: yeah, I agree that's not looking i I do not like what they've done with that.
1: I don't like what what they do
0: yeah in case you in case you haven't heard um I think what's it called Bloom House or Bloom something? Not Steve Bloom. It's a different Bloom, period. <laughs> Bloom House, I, blo- I believe yeah. Bloom House is right. Okay, yeah. Bloom House is doing a more horrific version of Fantasy Island, and frankly, I don't like it. I
1: don't either. Just going by the teaser I saw.
0: Yeah, me too. Oh, so that trailer gonna... I saw. Yeah, well, the only thing I can say to that is... Okay. It's probably going to flop.
1: (laughs) It'll go right down there with the Pee Wee Herman reimagining.
0: Well, wait a minute. There's something interesting about that. Paul Rubens is probably thinking about that himself. Uh Now, when it's the creator Uh doing it, it may not be so bad. Go ahead. Yeah. If it's the creator doing it, it may not be so bad. All right, so anyway, back to this. Uh, number four was the new Gretel and Hansel movie. That made $6.1 million. And number five still hanging in there. Jumanji The Next Level, $6 million. That
1: Gretel and Hansel movie is putting a twist on the Brothers Grimm, Hansel and Gretel movie. Story. Well, you
0: have to remember one important thing. The stories of the Brothers Grimm were originally dark. Were grim. Were are mm-hmm. Were grim. Exactly. I agree. So they're kind of taking it back to the old roots, doing it that way.
1: With a modern modern spin on it. With a yeah. modern offense.
0: hmm. All right. Well, anyway, let's get to where it really matters the most the bottom of the heap. <laughs> yes. All right. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven. All right, eight movies made under one thousand dollars. Nobody was over. Oh, nobody made under a hundred this week. Darn it! <laughs> all right. So, any, uh, yeah. But anyway, here are the ones that all made under one thousand dollars. First, The Woman Who Loves Giraffes, seven hundred twenty-eight dollars. Uh, Mr. Klein, it's a re-release, six hundred eighty-three dollars. Midnight Family, six hundred ten dollars. Synonyms, $554 Recorder, The Marion Stokes Project, $525 Chinese Portrait, $438 Linda Ronstadt, The Sound of My Voice, $199 And last but not least, we have the winner, or should I say, the loser. So here we go. It's three Christs with 138
1: bucks. That's it. That's <laughs> oh, <laughs> low enough. Bye. That is low enough, surely.
0: Yeah.
1: Am I breaking up again? Kind of, sort of. Oh, let me get back to my position. Let me position again.
0: Okay. I wonder if it's something in the connection overall, because it seems like there's trouble in both her direct connect and her phone. Yeah, it could be a cable issue.
1: Yeah, I'll f- try to find out tomorrow and let you know.
0: Yeah, that's fine.
1: Right now, I'm too tired to care.
0: Well, hey, you just you just had a procedure done, okay? <laughs> And that's all we're I gonna to say. Doctor, we
1: don't go. Two doctor appointments this month too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: One that's on the thirteenth and one on the seventeenth. Thirteenth mm-hmm. is with Dr. Kimberly and the other one's with Doctor Doctor Sam, my oncologist.
0: Mhm.
1: Like I said, I got the same crew my mom had. Yeah. So anyway, carry on.
0: All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, what else is new? <laughs> uh, let's see. we got the Iowa caucuses going on. Uh, no winter as of yet, so you know we're not going to worry about that right now. Because I, as far as I'm concerned, I probably won't even know until tomorrow morning because I'll be in bed as soon as the show's over. <laughs> oh, my.
1: I'll know in the morning, too, because that's the first thing they'll want to look for on the news.
0: Yeah, well, speaking of news, uh, this was just put out at three thirty Eastern this afternoon. Um, not this week, but next week's episode of Black Lightning. For the first time, Wayne Brady. You're
1: kidding. The Who's Line, dude.
0: From Who's Line, and let's make a deal. Yes, Wayne Brady.
1: Oh crap.
0: Oh, my. And I'm going to tell you right now, the character he's playing is no joke. <laughs> oh.
1: He's playing a Demento, huh?
0: Yeah. I'll put it that way. Yeah, but anyway. He's um, going to
1: be, be Black Lightning's answer to the Joker, right?
0: Uh, maybe. <laughs> Insanity-wise
1: is what I'm talking yeah.
0: about. Yeah, well, not anyway. He's not playing
1: jokes-wise.
0: Right, but anyway, um... Meet the Gravedigger. Entertainment Weekly is revealing an exclusive first look at Wayne Brady as the fearsome DC Comics character Gravedigger on Black Lightning. In the CW drama's interpretation of the character, Gravedigger, aka Tyson Spikes, is a World War II super soldier who defected to Markovia after the war instead of returning to segregated America. He dreams of creating a sovereign land for metahumans within Markovia, which obviously puts him at odds with both the Pierce family and the ASA. Now, I did not know this part. He won the Masked Singer? (laughs) What? I didn't even watch that show. I didn't either. (laughs) Well, he can not sing. I know that much about it. Oh, yeah, I know that. Uh, The Masked Singer winner debuts as the menacing adversary in the February 10th, or next week's episode, The Book of Markovia, Chapter 4, and causes more trouble for Lynn, of course, played by Christine Adams, who was just kidnapped by Markovia. Of course, in the picture... Is that who Gravejaker's point is gun at in the above photo? Well, luckily, Black Lightning and his team just sent on Marcovia to rescue Lynn in that episode, too. And, of course, it'll be next week, so it should get very, very interesting.
1: In other words, hang up the Do Not Disturb sign.
0: Yep. It's like, holy crap, whose line is it anyway? Let's make a deal, and now Black Lightning. <laughs>
1: Well, maybe he's trying to break away from his talk, sh- his game show host persona
0: and comedic persona. It was like that's a cool ideas, but I got a hand, I got a hand it to it. He he looks pretty good in that picture. So. Well, I'm not
1: on Facebook. I'll look tomorrow.
0: Oh no, it's oh no, it's on the it's the it's the link I put in. Okay. Okay. So, oh, uh, me. Sorry. Damn it. Oh, oh I got to tell this story because I will tell you this right now. If it were not for this video, you would never believe this story. A deer knocks a man off his feet at a North Carolina McDonald's. And it was caught I on camera. That. <laughs> I saw
1: that. It was that. caught
0: on camera. It's like, oh, crap, that's a good one.
1: (laughs) What was the deer's problem?
0: I have no idea.
1: (laughs) It should be in what little bit of dialogue there
0: is. Well, let's see. All right, well, anyway, this is a story, and let's see, um... This was from Friday. Um, a Charlotte area man managed to hold on to his Diet Coke after a, as a deer knocked him to the ground in the parking lot of a North Carolina McDonald's. He later posted a video of the incident on Facebook, showing him walking through a parking lot with his wife as a deer barrels toward them. The video has been viewed more than 130,000 times on Facebook since Ken Worthy posted it last Tuesday. Worthy gave a thumbs-up emoji to people asking if he was okay after the startling encounter in a shopping plaza in Locust, a rural city of about 3,000 straddling Cabarrus and Stanley Counties, about 25 miles east of Charlotte. God is good all the time, Worthy posted, not injured. (laughs) Worthy said he and his wife were walking from the fast food restaurant with Cokes in hand about 12.30 on January 22nd. 12.30 p.m., I should say. What happened next... I would have never believed. He boasted, life is crazy sometimes. The 16-second clip shows Worthy immediately getting back up after the deer barrels into him and scampers off. His wife comes up to him to see if he is okay. Please share this. It is unbelievable. Worthy posted, P.S. Didn't spill my Coke. (laughs) (laughs) Worthy could not... Worthy could not be immediately reached for comment Friday. He is a Microsoft Office Instructor at the Central Piedmont Community College Levine Campus in Matthews, according to the CPCC website. <laughs> Fur was flying. The deer created havoc at other businesses in the plaza before scooting away. Oh, really? Wonder Jason Smith had just entered the restroom in the back of his Dandy Walrus Electric Tattoo Shop. <laughs> oh, God. I love the name. Dandy Walrus Electric Dandy Walrus. Okay. Dandy Dandy Walrus Electric Tattoo Shop on West Main Street when he heard a loud knock, he told the Observer on Friday. One of his workers was about to start piercing a customer, so Smith thought the patron had fainted and fallen. It's happened before, he said. So much deer fur flying around, Smith said of the scene. It looked like smoke. The deer hit the shop's front door, he said, before it dashed off and lost another, lost an antler after ramming a nearby medical rehab business. It shook our shop. It hit so hard, he said. He said he watched the video and was amazed how calm Worthy appeared after appearing to Somersault and hit the ground. I would have lost my mind, Smith said. It was insane. <laughs>
1: well, something had to be wrong with that deer. For him to yeah. do that in more than one business. Yeah. But, no, thank, they...
0: go- but thank goodness, um, you know, he wasn't hurt and...
1: He still managed to hold on to his coke.
0: Yep, exactly. That's a miracle unto itself.
1: I would have taken a bath with wine.
0: Yeah, well, let's see. Uh, of course, there was the, there was a story about the Super Bowl where today about seventeen to eighteen million people were going to call in sick. I'm not one of those people <laughs> because thankfully no, I, I stayed be at home. Either. I stayed home. I didn't go have a hangover. Nothing. I just said, I'm just going to, you know, as soon as the game's over, go to bed. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, is it nice that the college football championship game would do that because, you know, they start at 8 o'clock. Then until after 11, it's like, uh-uh, I want to sleep.
1: <laughs> Seriously. I think your sleep's a little bit more valuable.
0: Yeah. It's like, I want to be ready for work.
1: Uh huh. I would
0: too. All right. Well, here's something interesting. The um, Washington Post put this out on Saturday. Uh, you guys remember Sharpiegate, right?
1: Yeah. Mm hmm.
0: Well, how can we forget it? Yeah.
1: Well, What's guess what? Asshole? There's
0: some, there are some new emails to show how President Trump royaled Noah during Hurricane Dorian. Oh my. Yeah, That's there, there's right. some more. There's more new info, so it looks like Sharpie ain't quite over yet. Oh, and speaking of Trump, you know what he said? He said, "Yeah, congratulations to Kansas City." Unfortunately, he put it in Kansas. <laughs> well, there is a Kansas
1: City, Kansas, over the That's river true. from
0: each
1: They're, other. Yeah, right. yeah,
0: but yeah. the but the football team is based out of Kansas City, Missouri. Missouri yep. Missouri. Like, oh my God, are you nuts? Even I do I not get followed football, and I could have told him that. Hmm. And Eishai is in the chamber. Oh, you room. know what I stuck in my purse? What?
1: Something that the um, president should read. It's a little mini booklet of the Constitution of the United States and the Declaration of Independence.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think something everybody on both sides actually needs to read once in a while. All right. I think Trump uses his as toilet paper. You're probably right. Okay, well anyway, uh, this is courtesy of the Washington Post for the Capitol weather gang, so and this was posted on Saturday. A trove of documents released on Friday evening provides the clearest glimpse yet into how President Trump's inaccurate statements, altered forecast map, and tweets regarding Hurricane Dorian's forecast path rattled top officials along with rank-and-file scientists at the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, or NOAA, in September. The documents released in response to the Freedom of Information Act requests from the Washington Post and other media outlets show that the number two official at the agency, Retired Rear Admiral Tim Gallaudet claimed that neither he nor Acting Administrator Neil Jacobs approved the controversial unsigned statement that a NOAA spokesperson issued on September 6th. That statement criticized, criticized the National Weather Service Forecast Office in Birmingham for a tweet that contradicted Trump's inaccurate assertion from September 1st in which the president claimed that Alabama will most likely be hit much harder than anticipated from the Category 5 storm. Of course, we all know that did not happen. Not even on the Nope. The statement was widely interpreted within NOAA's National Weather Service as contradicting an accurate forecast because of political pressure from the White House and the Department of Commerce. Gallaudet wrote that he and Jacobs did not approve or support the statement in an email to Gary Shiganaka, a NOAA marine biologist, on September 8th at 5.48 a.m. You know from my multiple messages to you and your colleagues that we respect and stand behind your service and scientific integrity. Other emails show some of the process of approving the statement and its dissemination, which involved then Deputy Chief of Staff and Communications Director Julie Roberts. However, it's not clear from the emails who directed NOAA to issue it. Roberts has since departed the agency, as has then NOAA Chief of Staff Stuart Levenbach. Jacobs also wrote to Shigenaka, stating this whole thing is being blown way out of proportion and politicized. This so-called tweet said absolutely no chance of impacts, and NHC guidance was calling for 5 to 30%. The forecast office did the right thing to calm the nerves, citizens. I love NOAA. I am so proud of everything you all do. You have no idea how hard I'm fighting to keep politics out of science. We are an objective science agency, and we won't and never will base any decisions on anything other than science, Jacobs wrote. The Post has reported that the demand for NOAA to issue the statement came from White House Acting Chief of Staff Mick Mulvaney at the request of the President via officials at the Commerce Department. Some communications that would shed light on the origins of the statement are redacted in the FOIA release because of an ongoing Commerce Department Inspector General investigation into the matter. In another series of emails, Gallaudet expresses his concern for the NWS workforce and seems to reference resigning over the matter. In a message to John Murphy, the chief operating officer of the NWS, Gallaudet says, Thank you, John. I track all of NWS on social media, so I see the emotion but honestly get it. I'm having a hard time not departing the pattern right now. Murphy, who serves in the Air Force, replies, hang in there, sir, need you in judgment we make nearly every day since we have pension. Is this battle to die for or better to stay and fight for what's right, adding, we can do more in pattern. The House Science Committee is also investigating the political pressure brought to bear on one of the world's top oceans and atmospheric science agencies, and an internal NOAA inquiry is seeking to determine whether the agency's scientific integrity policy, which explicitly prohibits political interference with scientific findings and the communication of those findings, was violated. At stake is public trust in weather forecasts and warnings aimed at saving lives and protecting property. The emails show a concern among the agency's leaders that its forecasters would hesitate to issue a storm warning or other forecast product because the fears it would contradict or anger a political official such as the president. Employees now fear for their jobs and are questioning whether they should post potentially life-saving info or check tweets first. Murphy wrote to Jacobs in an email at 2 a.m. on September 8th. This is not good and I will reassure employees to focus on the mission I have been doing. I really hope folks can find a way to let this go and our employees do not hesitate for even one second. Now, the emails also show the moments when the controversy that became known as Sharpiegate first came to Noah's attention. In response to an email email inquiry for the post on September 4th, shortly after Trump displayed the altered forecast map in the Oval Office, Noah's Deputy Chief of Public Affairs Scott Smolin wrote colleagues, How do you want to handle this one? Looks like someone at the White House drew drew with a marker, on a, on the image of our official forecast. Give me just a second while I get some water, because my mouth's drying out, damn it. Ugh. You know how it is for me. Mm. Hello? Okay. Okay, I'm doing better now. Got water nearby. Okay, in a separate email discussion, Corey... Piper, social media lead at the NWS, alerted the Public Affairs Office that the forecast image was doctored. Susan Buchanan, the director of the office, replied, Are you sure they were doctored? Piper responded, Yes, that was doctored. The Washington Post would later a report, and it was Trump who altered the image with a black Sharpie. With media inquiries pouring into the National Hurricane Center in Miami, Public Affairs Officer Dennis Feltgen sent an urgent message to colleagues in Washington later that day. Help! Literally, that's what it says. Help! With three exclamation points. Noah's Roberts expressed the hope the controversy would fade. I pray this thing dies off by morning, she wrote to colleagues. But the release of the unsigned statement two days later only intensified the controversy, provoking a torrent of outrage from the public. Falcon emailed again. I am hopeful there was some consideration of the result ugly reaction to this press release. I am sick to my stomach. Louis Uselini, director of the NWS, wrote, The mood out there is pretty ugly, in an email to NOAA leadership while referring to an upwelling in the weather community. In response to the statement, Craig McLean, NOAA's acting chief scientist, wrote to weather service and NOAA leaders stating, What's next? Climate science is a hoax? Flabbergasted to leave our forecasters hanging in the political wind. In an email to NOAA leadership the next day, McLean wrote, for an agency founded upon and recognized for determining scientific truth, trusted by the public, and responsible in law to put forward important scientific information, I find it unconscionable that an anonymous voice inside of NOAA would be found to castigate a dutiful, correct, and loyal NWS forecaster who spoke the truth. McLean, a veteran NOAA official, would subsequently go public with his criticism and launch the scientific integrity investigation. Now here's the backstory. story. At the time now for this for those who don't know, at the time of Trump's tweet, the NWS's forecast guidance showed only a very small risk about five percent of tropical storm force winds for a small portion of Alabama. However, Alabama was not in the storm forecast track or the cone of uncertainty for the National Hurricane Center, which showed hurricane Dorian skirting the east coast far away from Alabama. While the NWS's Birmingham office set the record straight, stating Alabama would not see any impacts from the storm, and even though top NOAA officials knew its forecasters only acted in response to calls from concerned residents, the agency still admonished the Birmingham division for speaking in absolute terms. Trump's tweet that Alabama would be affected by that storm gained national attention when Trump presented the version of the the forecast cone from August 29th extended into Alabama modified using a Sharpie the crudely altered map appeared to represent an effort to retroactively justify the original Alabama tweet. The results of the Commerce Department Inspector General's investigation are expected in the near future. Meanwhile, in December, Trump nominated Jacobs to head NOAA after the previous nominee, Barry Myers, withdrew from contention, and the Dorian matter is sure to come up at any nomination hearing. And that's true. That's
1: it. Uh, there is a, um, one of the Democrats president this year. Uh-huh. And he's Trump in one word, a demagogue. He thinks he's above everything.
0: I wonder if it's Mike, I think it's Bloomberg who said that.
1: Exactly. That's who it mm-hmm. is.
0: Yeah.
1: Out of all the people that I've been listening to and my mom's been
0: listening to Bloomberg is the only one that makes sense. Mm hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Saja said the XFL is coming on Saturday. Well, it doesn't matter. I don't watch it anyway. <laughs> Not really interested. Janet, you're going gonna... to. The XFL. What is it? It's a football league.
1: Okay. All right. Never mind. Yeah. That's another living proof that I'm not into sports.
0: That's okay. That's fine. Oh, we had a little
1: sad thing happen here. What is that? You know, uh, down at Power Road and Mesa... Mm-hmm. A six-year-old boy was hit and killed by a semi.
0: <sighs> okay, yeah.
1: That's all I know about it. I
0: mm-hmm.
1: don't know how the kid, what the kid was doing in the street or what. Mm. I'll tell you more tomorrow.
0: Okay. Okay, oh, all right, uh, let's see. I wonder if they ever found that baby yet. The one that, the, that one-week-old baby that was kidnapped, the father's been found dead. Okay, let's see what the, let's see what the latest info oh, is. before we get
1: started, Shirley, we uh-huh. had an incident in which a mother and baby were found dead. And at first they thought the the mother killed the baby. The baby was uh-huh. six months old. It turned out the woman had a heart attack on top of six months old. Oh. It was an accidental death. Okay. It was an accidental death. They just announced that today. Okay, go okay. ahead. Okay, this is.
0: All right, well, here's something interesting. Listen to this one. Kittens roam freely in this bookstore in Canada, and customers can even adopt them. Well,
1: that's one way to have an adoption day,
0: isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> okay, let me put them in both chats here, because I, I find that very interesting. It's
1: very good,
0: too. Mm-hmm, yeah. Anyway, this Ooh, is supposed to be four days
1: ago. a way to keep the cats safe? The, the um, owners founders have
0: figured
1: out a way to keep the cats safe and yeah.
0: they can get them for our homes too. Yep. Well, anyway, here's the story that was four days ago on Board Panda. If you ever wanted to adopt a cute little kitty cat, your first thought would probably be to go to an animal shelter. However, you ever thought about going to a bookstore? <laughs> Otis and Clementine's Books and Coffee is a bookstore just outside of Halifax in Nova Scotia, Canada, that took an innovative approach to convince people to rescue kittens. When you come in to browse for a good read and have a, or have a cup of joe, you'll spot something unusual, unusually adorable, that is, kittens, and lots of them, playing around and napping among the books, and probably reading Dr. Seuss's The Cat in the Hat when no one's looking. <laughs> the best part is you can adopt any of the cats in the bookstore and give them the forever home they deserve. Cats, coffee, and books. Can it get any better than that? And it's like there's a oh, whole really? bunch of pictures. that's so cute. <laughs> this one kitten's like, he's in front of the book called The Snowman. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, there's an, oh, there's a nice shot. There's six kittens right there. Let's see, anyway, the bookstore owner Ellen Helmke told North City, North City that there are several kittens and usually a mama cat as well in the shop at any time. But the bookstore kittens aren't just passed by, taken in from the cold. They're provided by the Southpaw Conservation Nova Scotia Rescue Group. Oh, that's cute, the, the kitty yawning. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. Uh, if you happen to be in Upper Tantalon and visit Otis Clementines and see a feline friend who you absolutely adore, then you better act fast. All the kittens are in and out fairly quickly as they are adopted, Helkey explained. However, adopting adopting these cattos isn't as is easy as picking them up and going out the door. Southpaw Conservation manages everything, and it costs $194 to adopt a kitten. The adoption fee covers everything, including any medical expenses. What's more, future pet owners also need to provide references before bringing their gambling tabby home. The good news is, over 30 cats have been adopted so far. So that's cool. Mm -hmm. Let's see, Helki started the kitten adoption program last year when she realized that there's plenty of space in her shop for cute cattos. So far, over 30 cats from the the bookstore were adopted, and we're pretty sure the number's going to rise. People come here specifically to see the cats, and then some people just wander in to look at books and discover there are kittens, she told Global News. Either way, the response has been really great. I mean who doesn't love kittens, right? She had a we have a one we have a hundred percent adoption rate, which is fantastic. I'm so happy to make my customers happy when they come in and they're just thrilled to see a kitten they weren't expecting. It's amazing it makes me happy to come to work. Oh, oh I love that one that one kitten sleeping right there, so cute. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Board Panda reached out to South Paw Conservation Nova Scotia To hear about their friendship with the bookstore As well as to learn more about what they do This month alone, the rescue group rescued three kittens, four cats, six puppies, and two dogs Otis and Clementine's Books and Coffee is one of many loving foster homes That provide an enriching environment for our kittens and cats It's amazing to have this unique platform to help, to help home our kitties A representative of South Paw Conservation told Board Panda Give me a second, excuse me Mm. South Park Conservation rescued thirty puppies in twenty nineteen from the Bahamas and Antigua, as well as over fifty kittens and cats locally. Of course, the thirty puppies from the Bahamas had to do with Dorian. Oh. Let's see. Uh really hoping the platform of attention we receive from Otis and Clementines will help us find loving homes, provide proper me- provide Try that again. Provide proper <laughs> medical care. Uh, food and litter through Talk donations. Tonight, can yeah. Uh, let's see. Food and litter through donations and, sping and neuter even more kitties within the province in 2020. According to the rescue group's rep, all their cats and kittens are vet-checked, vaccinated, feline leukemia tested, treated with Revolution, and newborn within the first few days of arrival or when healthy or old enough. We have a spay and neuter program set up with local vets, Hammond's Plains Veterinary Hospital, or Tanilon Veterinary Hospital, to keep the cost down for the potential family. Only kittens and cats is not a first-come, 1st first serve. We try to home our babies with the best possible fit. Some require a more quiet space free from other animals, but still maybe enjoy the snuggles at night and some more playful and outgoing they continued some of our kittens require to be bottle fed or even just to be in a space where they can be monitored 24 hours a day we have an amazing foster network that helps us to meet all their needs all this is made possible through donations and adoption fees the people working with South southpaw conservation help animals and people outside nova scotia as well we just did a conservation trip to antigua earlier this month we took five people we spent time in a psychiatric hospital doing crafts with residents worked in a soup kitchen, rescued seven puppies and dogs, which we will provide shelter and medical care for until they are able to return to Canada with us. We took five bags of humanitarian supplies and and brought three puppies home with us. We are headed back to Antigua on March 4th to bring home six of the puppies we rescued and one 10-month-old we have had in foster since August. We are fundraising right crazy to pay all the medical and travel costs. And yeah, that's a lot. (laughs) And people were in love with the Kitten Bookstore. Um, I'm not going to say names, but one said, My personal heaven. Another one has said, Amazing. Love the whole concept. Wish there was one here in Pickering, Ontario. Books and getters. Sounds like a slice of heaven. That's so adorable. Would be hard not to take one home each time. OMG. What a brilliant business. Checking flights. (laughs) That is the best idea they have. Yeah, well, I recall I recall seeing something on NBC News one night where a beer company would put dogs on their cans. Pictures of dogs, I mean. Hold on. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think it was um... No... Yeah, I think so. Another company instead of bottling beer... Mm-hmm. put fresh water in their cans to take to, I think, places that were hit by the hurricane.
0: Yeah. Okay, yeah, here it is. Fargo Brewing, the Fargo Brewing Company. Yeah. Basically, it's like this. The What's going on is the brewing company's new beer cans feature adoptable shelter dogs. Which I think is cute. As I saw the story on NBC News, like that is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, so let's. Yeah, I'll put this in. This is from two. This is from November 2019. But I remember seeing this story on um, NBC Nightly News one night. So it's like, oh yeah, this is a must. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, this is obviously a mental floss. Uh, there are worse ways to sell a product than by slapping cute pet pictures on the packaging. At first glance, it may seem like that was the strategy behind Fargo Brewing Company's new beer cans, which feature real dogs on the labels. But the pictures are meant to do more than move beer off the shelf. Each can showcases a real sheltered dog that's up for adoption. And by sharing their photographs, the North, the North Dakota Beer Company hopes to help these puppers find their forever families, WTSP reports. Jared Ryan, a volunteer at the nonprofit For Love of Dog Rescue, got the idea while working his day job at Northern Plains Label. Part of the company's business comes from printing labels for local breweries. Instead of just sticking their own logo on the can, Ryan wondered if breweries would be open to sharing that real estate with shelter dogs in need of homes. For Love of Dog Rescue has since partnered with Fargo Brewing Company to make that plan a reality. Six rescue dogs—Nix, Busy, Jensen, Hobie, Moby, and Virginia—have been chosen to have their faces featured on select cans of Fargo Original Lager. Each dog is what the shelter calls a one dog, or a pup that can be pla- that can only be placed in homes with no other pets. This makes them more difficult to adopt, which is why, for Love of Dog Rescue, felt they would make perfect candidates for the project. Fargo produced 40 cases of the special beer cans, 25 of which were sold at a special event. Special launch event on November fourth. The remaining cans will be available for local bars to purchase through the end of the week with portions of the proceeds going to the love of dog rescue and I think that's cute <laughs> That's <is> so cute <laughs> it's nice It's nice when businesses have figured out how to how to um you know do something good in such a unique way. Yeah, you know, that is
1: one way to do it. When I was checking in, yeah, when I was checking in to the, um, checking in to get my surgery, mm-hmm. I was checking in. I happened to look up and I see these little cards that are about half the, a little bit smaller than a baseball card, and each one has a picture of a dog on. Mm-hmm. I asked the lady checking me in what the dogs were. It was about 10 of them. It was their therapy dogs that make the rounds at the hospital every day. Ah. And I don't know if you've seen the commercial, Shirley, where the little girl's in the hospital and the nurse comes in and she puts her arm out thinking she's going to get another dose of chemo.
0: Yeah. A dog comes in. I've seen that one. It's the pedigree commercial.
1: There was a dog. On one of those cards that looked exactly like him. Ah. Fit on twin, Okay, carry on with your story.
0: Okay, I'm done. It's done. Yeah.
1: It's oh, nice um, to be able to do things like that.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah. Oh, I'm, apparently I missed this one. Um, remember the movie Groundhog Day, Right. Right. And that's, oh, speaking of which, I forgot, yesterday was also Groundhog Day.
1: (laughs) Early spring.
0: Yep, he said early spring.
1: But going by what's going on around here in Arizona right now, he lied.
0: Well, going on from what I'm seeing here, he's telling the truth here. (laughs) Well, we had a
1: high of 76 degrees. It's taking a dark, dark plunge down to about 55. And we've got to cover our tomato plants.
0: Yeah. Well, here. We're gonna get a freeze tonight, and tomorrow night. Yeah. Well, here I had left for work. It was 39 degrees. Okay. When I got when I left work this afternoon, it was 75 degrees.
1: You're going opposite from what we're doing.
0: Yeah. Now the reason why I mentioned Groundhog Day, guess what? Uh Jeep Jeep had a brand new commercial for the Super Bowl last night and guess who was in it? Bill, Bill Murray. Murray. <laughs> and they did yeah, a
1: stand was- up of his role in Groundhog Day.
0: Yep, exactly. <laughs> but this, yeah, but this time, this time they were promoting the um, the I think it's the Jeep Gladiator vehicle. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: It's like, boy, you see all
1: these.
0: Yeah, you see all these commercials now. They're like they're they're taking some um, you know, they're taking some classics and doing something with it, like you know, Jeep with Groundhog Day. Then um, Quick and Loans they've done one with Ghostbusters and The Karate Kid.
1: Yeah, how about the Walmart one I
0: like? Oh, yeah, the Walmart all those yeah, complex references. Do they, no. they
1: don't do just one. They do about 14 different,
0: they, they uh, yep. highlight about 14 different ones. Yeah. Yeah, they had Flash Gordon, Star Trek, Star Wars, oh, my gosh. Uh, the DeLorean from Back Dylan to the Future. The DeLorean from Back to the Future. Yep. To
1: the Future. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Oh, the only the only fun. the only thing I wish they had for the for the, for Bill and Ted, I wish they had Ted, but knowing Keanu Reeves, he was probably busy, so can't fault him for that one.
1: You want to know what they did? Oh, what was the one I saw? I saw another retro one. Damn, I can't remember. It flew by me.
0: <laughs> Don't and worry
1: about, about it. it, it cut
0: mm-hmm.
1: It was another retro movie one they did.
0: Oh uh, they
1: did a send up of The Shining. They were promoting Sugar Free Mountain Dew. Mm-hmm. And you remember the scene where Jack Nicholson cuts the axe through the door? Mm-hmm. Going after um oh, what's her name? The woman that played oil and pop.
0: Shelly Shelly Duval, Duval.
1: Yeah, but you know the scene where Jack Nicholson was going after Shelly Duval and cuts through the door with a with a um, axe. Yeah. Instead of here's Johnny, it's here's Mountain Dew sugar free, and she takes the bottle and says, Oh I am a little thirsty. <laughs> they take different things and just. Go with it. Sometimes mm-hmm. it works and sometimes it doesn't.
0: Ah. You won't go into that. Let's see. Oh yes, they also put out the um, like the uh commercial for Disney Plus. They're going to have um, what is it? Falcon and Winter Soldier, WandaVision and Loki coming up pretty soon. Yeah. On the streaming well, service. I'm not, I'm not
1: getting Disney Plus, so
0: but That's I'm fine. happy for the other people. Yeah. That's but also crazy. something else we'll be happy about. Uh Friday, Friday February 21st, the final truly final season of the Clone Wars gets underway. What? When, when, when is it coming out? Uh, February 21st It'll be on Disney Plus Okay Yes, let's put it this way The announcement was made all the way back On July nineteenth, two 2018 It's going to be like a year And seven months <laughs> Gee
1: And I thought waiting for it For the final
0: episodes Of Of, um Thunderbirds was driving you crazy?
1: I thought that wait was going to be long.
0: Yeah, but trust me, this one's been longer. You quit your farting, dog. Oh, my. Louis the Carmen joined in just in time. Yo, Louie! Hi, Louie! Yeah, Louis in the chat. Yo, Louie! <laughs> hello, hello! I, lo- I still love that King Bugs picture. Oh, you missed a lot. We were talking about the Super Bowl. We were talking about the box office, including the bottom of the heap. <laughs> <laughs> lowest score was hundred and thirty eight bucks.
1: Hey Louie. did you watch the Super Bowl yesterday? And if so, are you happy with who w who won?
0: <laughs> I'll see about that. <laughs> Find out in a minute. What movie made in one thirty eight? Uh it was called The Three Christs. <laughs> The Three Christs. The movie was called The Three Christs. Like, Jesus Christ. Oh, my. Okay, Louie the Car Man said, did not do not care much for sports. Hey, that's okay.
1: Not everybody is. Hey, welcome to my world. The only reason I was halfway interested into it is Kansas City waited 50 years to do it.
0: Well, let's see. Hope it was better than the shit show last year. Well... I think 31-20 to by the Chiefs isn't that bad, and it took them coming back in the fourth quarter, too. (laughs) Like I said, but a lot of people were complaining about the halftime show, so makes me glad I didn't watch it, because I usually don't watch the halftime show anyway. Uh, Yeah, it
1: showed a little too much cheek.
0: Yeah. It's like, I'm not interested in that anyway. But, um... You know, last year's morning shit. Well hey, this year was a good game. It was a very, very good football game this year. So Yeah, you know, it was a very exciting game this year, so but the one thing I was happy about, no Tom Brady, thank you. <laughs> I'm sick of oh. Tom Brady. And you got this young, you got this young gun Patrick Mahomes, I believe that's his name, for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's got nowhere to go but up.
1: Oh yeah, so. he kicked ass in this game.
0: Mm-hmm. Kick ass and taking names. <laughs> Let's see. Oh yeah, Super Tuesday is on March 3rd. Oh yeah, that's like the big day. A lot of states are voting, and I'm one. I'm in one of those states. Ha ha. <laughs> yes, the first round for me will. The first round is going to be on March the 3rd. Let's see. Uh, Louis the car. In the words of A V G N. Um, With all these high testosterone and high energy, why is it half half-time, halftime? Some pussy pop group. Get Metallica in there. That's what a lot of people would like. I would love to see Metallica or ACDC. Get some real music in there, you know? <laughs> Get some you know real bands.
1: Hard game. Sums up the weather. Do you know what her name is? What? Sunshine or Rain Sky.
0: <laughs> cool. Some Black Sabbath. Now, that'd be a good idea. <laughs> All right, well, anyway, we're down to the last two minutes and 14 seconds, so here's what we got. Uh, tomorrow, of course, is New Car Smell Tuesday. Tim will be at the rabbit hole as per usual. Uh, Wednesday, our Attention 1 episode, when the school rules, can to go too far for students? Because really, enough is enough. Let's see. Thursday, of course, is the free-for-all. And Friday, the All Out Review and Naughty Mad Libs show. And one thing I want you to note right now. Next week. Because Wednesday will be the review. Oh. review. Guess what? Valentine's Day, Friday night, 90 minutes. All Mad Libs. Woo! Oh. <laughs> That's right. All mad lives on Valentine's Day for ninety minutes. So you can bet you um, can bet right what? now we are gonna have some fun. Let's see. I saw a few Facebook posts saying the head onto was shitty. Yes, this year it pretty much was. But anyway, um I was going to start wrapping this up by saying please remember to follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and follow us at our website beyondtheairwaves.weebly.com. If you ever miss an episode, there are three ways to catch up. First, there's the Sister.com app available on iTunes, Google Play, and the Amazon Kindle Store. Second, you can listen to or download full episodes of the show from blogtalkradio.com. And finally, you can find us on iTunes. Just do a search on the podcast. for beyond on the airwaves, and you'll find many of our episodes there. So with that in mind, I'm going to say love, peace, and chicken grease. Everybody have a great night. Sleep well. Stay safe. And we'll see you tomorrow for New Car Smell Tuesday. (music) Have a great night and remember.
1: You, m- I almost had him. I had him. I almost had him. <laughs> you stuttering prick, you!
0: Shut up! Woo! And we also got this. Alan Mm-hmm. Alan Uh-huh. Uh-huh. i Oh shit! <laughs> and I got one. I'm gonna debut right here, right now. Here it is. Yes, Oh! Oh, shit! Oh, damn! Yeah, I'm crazy. But anyway, everyone have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow. Good night, y'all. Take care, everybody. Yeah. Buenas noches, mis amigos.